Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Brooke Grimsley, who's in for Carrie Davis, I'm Randy Carricker. It's the opening drive on 101 ESPN, and every Monday morning, we talk to the voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN, Chris Kerber, who joins us now. Good morning, Kerbs. How you doing? Randy, I'm doing well. Good morning. How are you? Everything's good, and I'm excited. I'm not one of those people who is bothered by the trade for Ryan O'Reilly because the Blues gave me my first Stanley Cup experience a few years ago. I am intrigued to see Tage Thompson, though, because if people haven't watched him or didn't see him when he was here, he is an unusually large hockey player. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's six foot seven. Uh, that is true. But what makes it unusual? He's he's six foot seven, but uh, has is moving around and is just dangling the puck, you know, like he's a water bug at five foot six and nobody can catch him. It's really been something else. But going back to your first comment, anybody, anybody that looks back at that trade in any way other than saying it was a massive success for the Blues <laughs> is out of their freaking mind. Yes, like. And, and and you know what? And if anybody takes that stance, they're either, one, just trying to get under somebody's skin, or two, it's just the kind of person you go, okay, from now on, your opinion about any sport or, frankly, anything in life means absolutely nothing uh, whatsoever. So at that point in time, they should just read a book and leave everybody alone. Because, like, <laughs> like, 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 honestly, and, I, and I've heard that from a, from a couple of people, and I'm like, are you crazy? Like, at some point in time, you were going to have a trade where you got to have you got to give up something to get something. And I and I and you've heard me a lot of times go back to two greatest examples: the Dallas Stars trading Jerome McGinley for Joe Newendike and getting a Stanley Cup out of it, right? And then the Calgary Flames trading Brett Hall to the St. Louis Blues and essentially getting a Stanley Cup out of it. Like eventually, you've got to trade something to get something. And not only did the Blues get five years. A uh, Conn Smythe winner, a two-time Selkie finalist, a Selkie winner, a Stanley Cup champion, right? A Lady Bing winner, but also a captain of the team. You, you trade anybody to get those kind of things? I think you've had a good trade. I'll say so, yeah. Yeah, well, especially when they only got one player. <laughs> Right. That's true. Well, Curbs, also speaking of trades, we were kind of discussing this a little bit earlier. What do you think? Do you think now, just kind of looking at the situation that the Blues defense is in, do you wish that the Blues would have kept Alex Petrangelo? You know what? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a great question, Brooke. Uh, hindsight's always twenty twenty on this one, obviously. I, I think in the end, the Blues made a fair enough offer that if Alex Petrangelo really wanted to stay a Blue, he could have. Right. And so, and I actually do believe that, you know, at, at that point in time, when you're looking about the kind of money made, you're making a lifestyle decision and you're letting something else 
play a role in it. Whether that something else was a no-movement clause, whether that something else was an extra million dollars, whatever, there was a good, fair, and reasonable offer on the table for Alex Petrangelo. Uh, so I'm not, I don't, I don't hang it necessarily solely on the blues that a deal didn't get done there. What I do know is this, if you were able to re-sign him, it wouldn't have set a chain of motions into events, uh, a chain of events into motion, sorry, that, that would, that has you kind of still scrambling a little bit on the back end, you know, and, and it's, you know, honestly, and, and, and frankly, I'll say this even more so than the loss of Alex Petrangelo. Frankly, it was the unexpected injury to uh, an end of career to Jay Bomeister that might have sent the Blues in a little more disarray than anything else defensively. I liken it to the Oscar Tavares situation with the Cardinals, where I think they're finally just starting to come out of that mess. I mean, look, the Oscar Tavares happens. You're, you're, you know, you're not making trades for outfielders. You're, I mean, and your whole organization is different. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not trading for Marco Scandella if you have Jay Bomeister, right? You're keeping that draft pick. Is that draft pick used for? It goes on and on. There is a cycle, but yeah, I, I think hindsight, a few years later, you know, and seeing what's going on, could you go back and maybe do, does do, do you do you tweak something to get that done? Yeah. You, you you might, you, you might, but man, I look back at that thing and I, I don't look, I, I don't know what the exact full reason was, but I, re, I really do believe at some point in time in, in a, in a player's career, in an athlete's career, you earned enough money to be able to make a decision on your next contract that is not fully based on money and it's based on lifestyle. Now, look, does an extra million or two over seven or eight years matter? Yeah, does an extra seven to $14 million make a difference? Absolutely. right. But when your career earnings are hitting that 80 to $90 million range, you can make a decision based on whatever lifestyle you want. And Curbs, again, going back to, and listening to Doug Armstrong that night of Petrangelo signing with Vegas, he said, I don't want to give a player more power than the owner. Well, if you're the Blues and you have Alex Petrangelo under contract this past offseason, how do you say no when you go to Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo and say, we want to give you guys eight-year contracts? How do you say no when they say, yeah, but we want no movement because Petrangelo got one? Yeah, and I do wonder at some point in time, Randy, that's a very fair comment. I, I do wonder at some point in time if if Doug moves off that stance. Um, and, and for but. Having said that, I think the fact that you've you've had you know you got an eight year contract for Perico, an eight year contract for for uh, Thomas, an eight year contract for Cairo, a six or seven year a seven year contract for Braden Chen, right? Uh, six year contracts for um, for Justin Falk, the seven year contract for Tory Krug, the six year contract for um, for Jordan Bennington. None of them were given a no movement clause. Right, right. They got a lot of long term security, and and that that's why I will go back to this. If, if the no-movement clause, because Doug Armstrong has said this, I'll give anybody a no-trade clause. Yeah, but, yeah. but if the no-movement clause is your real reason, uh, you know, for you know for not signing with somebody, to me, I think there's something more to it than just that. Yeah, because in the end, you're good enough that you know for a while you're not going anywhere. And then in the end, he's going to give you a clause that's going to allow you to pick a certain team that you could go somewhere. So to me, there had to be something more to it. And, and I'll tell you how this also works. He, he might be willing to give a player too. I'll give you a full no trade clause where, you know, uh, but, but cause here's the deal. 
even with a full no trade clause, he could waive a player, and then anybody could take him. He keeps a little bit of, of, of control over that situation. And if a player comes to him and says, hey, I want to be traded, okay, well, you got to joke, well, I want to be traded this game. Well, that's not how it works. If you're requesting a trade, I can trade you to anybody. And otherwise, you're staying. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I, I have a hard time believing, you know, and, and, I, and I'm full disclosure here. I have not talked to Alex Petrangelo about that situation once. But just from a team philosophical standpoint, I have a hard time thinking that it's that clause alone that is the reason you decide to make a move. Curbs, I was out of town over the weekend and didn't get a chance to hear the broadcast on Saturday night. What did you think of the way things started for the Blues against Chicago? Love the way things started. It's just a shame that that first shot went in. That's sometimes the way the game goes where, you know, I thought at times they played well enough to win that game, but then uh, just the mistakes ended up right in the back of their net. I, I thought it was one of those rare few games this year where you could say they, they, they didn't get maybe the quality of goaltending that they needed. Um, and, you know, and, and I think it's fair to be that honest with it because we've been fair when a lot of goals have gone in and it hasn't been on a goaltender. Um, so they, they, I don't think they, they got some of the real key saves that they needed in that game. Uh, and then when the team would make a mistake in front of the goaltender, that some of those chances were grade-A chances. It's a disappointing loss, no matter how you look at it, because you'd be sitting this morning three points out of second place. You'd be sitting three points out of uh, – or two points out of a, a wild-card spot. And all those teams, except for one ahead of you, have got two games in hand. So, you know, that, that was a, that's a tough couple of points. And now you're going into tomorrow night's game against the top-scoring team in the league. And we saw how much Buffalo wreaked havoc on the Blues in Buffalo. It's going to be a challenge to close out this homestand. Kerbs, I wanted to ask you about, you know, Vladimir Tarasenko. I thought it was interesting. I went by practice on Friday, and Craig Berube was saying that he thinks that Vladdy's fine, that he's ready to go, he looks good. But Vladdy's saying that he's still just not comfortable yet. He doesn't feel 100%. Is there something more that you think that is going on there, or do you think that Vladdy will be returning anytime soon? Um, I, you know what, I mean, I'm going just on what I've seen in practice and the participation in the drills and stuff. I'm, I'm going to be really, really surprised if tomorrow night we don't see both Tori Krug and, and Vladimir Tarasenko mm. back in the lineup. Mm. Yeah, that's what I, and now Krug makes a little more sense to me and it might be a little easier to predict because they sent down Steven Santini, right? So that, that, that cleared up one spot. They activated Logan Brown before the last game he didn't play. Vladimir Tarasenko looks pretty ready for me to go. Now, again, I, I don't, I'm not the one gripping the stick. I don't know what he's feeling. You know, so if, if it isn't tomorrow, I sure would expect it to be close. To me, when, when coaches start to say it's up to the player, that means they've seen enough that makes the guy look ready, and it's just when you come through and, and, and ask. So, I, no, I don't know if there's anything else going on in there. I, I guess with him, maybe it's fair to always question that a little bit, but um, – uh, based on you know uh, the events of the last uh, year and a half, but I, I do think that uh, I think he's getting close, and and whenever he is ready, that they'll they'll put him in there. And I, I honestly, I haven't seen anything in practice that makes me think that that couldn't happen tomorrow night. Sounds great, Curbs. Always love having you on. Thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it, and we'll be tuned in tomorrow for the Blues and the Sabers. All right, you got it. Have an awesome week, you too. Thank you very much. We'll see you later. That is the Voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN. Chris Kerber, always good to talk to Kerbs.